0: On the second Sunday of Advent and on the third Sunday of Advent each year, our gospel reading has to do with with the figure of St. John the Baptist. So in our gospel today, we learn some things about St. John the Baptist. We learn that he wasn't doing his ministry in the city, but rather in, in the wilderness, in the desert. He was proclaiming the forgiveness of sins. People were going out to him from all of the countryside as well as the city of Jerusalem. And then we're given some details that tell us that he's a, he's a strange person. He's clothed in camel's hair. He wears a leather belt around his waist. He feeds on locust and wild honey. So a wild man. Yet, people were attracted to him, even if they found him odd. They found his message to be attractive. And what was his message? What well, was the message that we heard in our first reading from Isaiah today? Prepare the way of the Lord. That's what Isaiah is crying out, and that's, that's John the Baptist's message Prepare the way of the Lord. One is coming after me who's greater than me, John the Baptist says. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Make a highway ready. I love this imagery because it just helps us to remember that even though sometimes we can think that we're searching for God, We're seeking God out. A lot of times we can define our spiritual life like this. My search for God. My seeking God. What we learn in the scriptures is that the opposite is true. The Bible is not the story of man's search for God. My search for God. Rather, the Bible is the story of God's search for me. God is searching for me. He's looking for me. He's trying to find me. He wants to find me. Will I allow myself to be found? And that's exactly the imagery that's used here by the prophet Isaiah and by John the Baptist. God is coming. And so if we want him to arrive, to find us, to find his destination, which is my heart, I have to prepare a highway for him to be able to enter there. Right now, and and often our, our heart can feel like this, more like a wasteland than a highway. The prophet says, make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. So this is why during Advent, we focus on the three comings of Jesus, Advent itself the word advent comes from the, the Latin word advenire which means to come so advent means coming and during this season we focus on these three ways that Christ comes and we think about this in terms of he came in the past and we and what is that well that's christmas that's our celebration of christmas when we remember christ came to us in the past is born of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Bethlehem. We reflect on how he will come again. This is what our gospel was about last weekend, the second coming of Christ when he comes as judge at the end of the world or at the end of my life. He will come again in glory. But there's a third coming that we have to talk about also during Advent and that's his coming not in the past, And not in the future, but right now. His coming now, in the present. Because he still comes. He comes to us. He is coming. Even at this moment, he's coming. And so that's why the prophet and John the Baptist give us this highway imagery. He's on his way. (laughs) He's trying to get in, but the road might be blocked. Maybe a a tree fell on it or something. There's something that we have to do to clear the path. To clear the pathway because the Lord is on his way. He's coming. So this is literally true for John the Baptist, who was six months older than Jesus. John the Baptist, who was born of a cousin of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Saint Elizabeth. So John the Baptist is always just right before Jesus. And he knows this. He knows that he his vocation is to prepare people to receive Jesus, their God. So what does John the Baptist do to have people make this highway inside inside of them to prepare the way for the Lord? Well, he he has two people do two things. He's he's at the Jordan River and he has people come to him and the first thing he does is he baptizes them. But it's a baptism with water, not with the Holy Spirit. That's important for us to remember. This isn't this isn't our baptism. This isn't a sacramental baptism. It's a symbolic baptism. What does baptism mean? Well, literally it means to be dipped, to be dipped in the water, to be dunked. And so John the Baptist stood there at the the muddy Jordan River, and people would come to him, and he would literally dunk them in the water. Why was he doing that? Well, because it symbolizes a break, a break from the old life of sin and a new life of the acceptance of God's grace. Symbolic. Out with the old, in with the new. That was one thing he had people do. The second people he, thing he had people do was confess their sins. They came to be dunked in the water and confess their sins. We Catholics should never let anybody tell us that confession can't be found in the scriptures. We shouldn't let anybody tell us that Catholics one day, one day made up confession and that if we want to get back to, true, to the true heart of Christianity, we have to get rid of all of those sacraments, all of the, that devotional stuff, and just focus on Jesus. We shouldn't let anybody tell us that because confessions in the scriptures, it's right here. John the Baptist would have people come and confess their sins and he baptized them. That's what he did to help people to prepare to welcome God who wanted to come into their hearts. My hope for our parish and for our whole church is that we have a renewal in the sacrament of reconciliation because something got lost uh, since the, the Second Vatican Council in the last 50 years. Fewer and fewer people have practiced this sacrament. Hopefully, it's it's already experiencing a little bit of a revival. But this is a gift that Jesus himself gives the church so that they can encounter his merciful heart and experience the forgiveness of their sins and to know the forgiveness of their sins. What do our sins do to us? Well, they they hurt us and wound us and then we carry those sins around like baggage and God wants us to be free of that load free of that burden the burden of guilt the burden of shame we all know what that feels like myself included how our sins can be such a weight on us we can we can say to God God I'm sorry Uh, We can make that prayer every time we sin. That's actually a really good thing to do. Every time we know that we've sinned, to make a little prayer in our heart, God, I'm sorry. But he he gives us a sacrament, which is a personal encounter with him so that we can have the assurance of being forgiven. He wants to give us that assurance. He wants us to walk out of the confessional certain that we're forgiven, certain that we don't carry that burden of guilt and shame around anymore. We're released from it, and we get a new start. This is something that I often say to people in confession, that God gives, God gives you a new start today. And what, what a beautiful thing it is to have a new start. When, when, I, when I sin against another person... Uh, so, for instance, if, I'm, if I say something unkind to one of our staff members, which I'm imperfect. I, I do that sometimes. I don't want to do that. As soon as I'm, I realize that I've said something unkind to Father John or one of our staff members, I, try to, I, I, I apologize. I say I'm sorry. I believe that they forgive me, but I know that they don't forget We as human beings, we can forgive, but we can't make ourselves forget the wrong that's been done to us. So we don't really have a new start in our human relationships, because even if someone forgives me, they don't forget. It's different with God, though, because God's forgiveness is perfect. And God chooses when we when we go to confession to drown our sins in the ocean of his mercy. God chooses to do what is possible for him, impossible for us. He chooses to forget our sins and give us a new start. There's a wonderful story uh, that I've maybe some of you have heard of before. Saint Sister Faustina, who received the the, the vision of, of Jesus's divine mercy, those rays flowing from his heart that signified his merciful love. Uh, she, he, she's the one who gives us the chaplet of divine mercy. So Jesus Jesus was appearing to her, and Sister Faustina was telling the priest assigned to be her spiritual director about these visions she was having, and the priest had to make sure that it was really Jesus, because it's possible that Somebody is imagining these visions, or they, they have a mental health issue or something. So church always has to make sure that, that the visions are real. So the priest told Sister Faustina to ask Jesus the next time he appeared to her, to ask him something that only Jesus would know, which is, what did that priest confess at his last confession? So Sister Faustina did just that. The next time Jesus appeared to her, Sister says to Jesus, Jesus, I have to ask you this question. My spiritual director told me I needed to. He said, I have to ask you, what did he confess at his last confession? Truly, this would be something only only God would know, right? And Jesus looked at Sister Faustina and said, I forgot, Sister goes back and tells her spiritual director, Jesus says he forgot your sins. And the priest says, Then I know it's really Jesus appearing to you. Because this is how thoroughly God forgives us. He forgives us so thoroughly that he forgets what our sins were after we confess them. That gives me a great deal of confidence in the sacrament and its motivation for me to go over and over again as I need to be forgiven over and over again. How much more peace and freedom and joy we would have in our life with God if we made a return to the sacrament of reconciliation and began to regularly practice that sacrament. The sacrament of reconciliation is not for, not for holy people. It's for people who aren't holy like me. I need God's forgiveness. I need God to save me. I need a savior. I don't go, to, I don't go to, to reconciliation. I don't go to mass because I'm so holy. I go because I'm not holy. And I need the medicine of God's merciful love. I need him to touch my heart. I need him to save me over and over again. I want to be the person that he wants me to be. I can't do that on my own. I can only do that with his grace. So this is why John the Baptist has all of the people who want to welcome God into their heart come. He dunks them in the water and he has them confess their sins to him as a way to let go of the past and embrace the new future with God. Let's ask God for that same grace that we'll be able to let the past go. Let it go by return to the sacrament of reconciliation and embrace with God a new future full of hope and freedom and joy, finally free from that guilt, shame, baggage due to our sins.